Welcome to another edition of Flying Solo. Do you call it anything at the for Flying Solo, like the Mike Golick podcast, or just Flying Solo? Whatever you want. Well, I don't know. I'm, yeah, I mean, that's fine. Why this I is have, a temporary thing. I so. have such a problem with my you do. title. You do. No one cares. Well, why are we doing it if no one cares? No, I mean, no one cares about the title. Oh, oh I was going to tell you, no one cares about the podcast. You could just podcast. call it Mike Golick's podcast, and it would be fine, too. Okay. Okay? Yeah, I guess we could change it, because I'm not... Jake, Jake just did Flying Solo, and it kind of stuck. So. Well, because I'm not Flying Solo. Should we get into that whole thing? No, please don't. It's too early for this. All right, as we're recording this, we are officially in the holiday season, so all you people that said, don't put up your stuff, Christmas stuff, till after Thanksgiving, all right? <laughs> It better be up okay, now. It better be up now. You better put it up right after the day of Thanksgiving. We all need it. Yeah, yeah. So get off our cases. <laughs> That's mean. I shouldn't start out like that. No, it's very early. Why are you yelling is. so early? I know. Well, I don't know. You know, getting ready to work out, you know, getting in that mode type of deal. Jacked up, ready to go. Ready huh? to go. Okay. We're going to start it. We put out some uh, uh, grill goal questions for y'all. And y'all obviously came back. We like sports and non-sports. So... Chris hangs around the first part of this, my podcast, to read these questions and input her answers as well. Is this supposed to be like that? Are you supposed to just read the question and just let the talent answer? That's what I'm going to do today. No, no, no. Don't no, no, that. that's no. what I'm going to do no, today. No, no, yeah. no. I, yes, just, yes. I was just kidding. I was uh-huh. just playing. We'll start out with a breakfast question since it's early in the morning here today. What is your uh, non-traditional favorite thing to eat for breakfast? Cake. <laughs> You're right. We are, too. <laughs> we are a big cake for breakfast family. I didn't even think of that until you said it. We just had it as of late. Chris's birthday was on Thanksgiving Day. We were, and we got a cake and then we put it in the fridge at night and then the next morning after Thanksgiving. It's almost better the next day. It is. Cold yep. cake for breakfast out of the fridge is one of the greatest things ever. Do yourself a favor if you haven't tried it. Yeah, next time you got some extra cake, go, huh, what do I do with this? Throw it in the fridge, let it chill, get up in the morning with a nice hot cup of coffee or a cold glass of milk, and have yourself some uh, some cold cake. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. There we go. All right, well, we'll get down to... The, well, one question. I When I put the grill gullet question out, I used a Schitt's Creek gift. With yes, it. you did. And somebody asked if you've been watching Schitt's Creek or if you've watched it. We watch Schitt's Creek. We love Schitt's Creek. Um, Highly recommend. Jake and Jenny are done with it. Sydney's done with Sydney's it. Sydney's done with Mike's it. Mike's almost done with Mike's it. Mike's almost done with it. There are six seasons. We are in season four. Mm-hmm. Just for anybody that watches it, we're just after the... The Tina Turner rendition of Simply the Best, uh, um, uh, lip synced by David to Patrick, uh, his boyfriend. We love it. Quit giving too much away. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Oh, that this was... is like the bad guy has a dragon. Yeah. 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 Bad guy's got a dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Herm Edwards. My fault. But yes, we watch it. We love it. We it's don't very watch. Funny. They're we don't half watch... hour, so they're Yeah, crazy. the half hour, that's the thing. They're quick. I mean, the other ones, we basically, you're no, you don't get into Netflix as much as I do. No. But this is one we watch together, and then we have The Crown the waiting for waiting us. The Crown waiting on deck, yes. Yeah. So. I just started, unbeknownst to you, because you went to bed, um, I just started The Queen's Gambit. Oh, somebody recommended Sydney. it. Oh, Sydney. Yeah, okay. it's the, the chess, the young girl who's orphaned and becomes a, a great chess player. Yeah. Yeah. She it's, said uh, her and Ben loved it. It's really, really good. Yeah. Really, really good. Well, why didn't she ask me if I wanted to because watch it? Because it's a little too intellectual for you. Oh, this is where we're going. Okay. 
Oh my God. All right. Well, we'll go on to, uh, speaking of birthdays, your mom's birthday was over well, the past week. Right. Yours was, on, yours was on Thanksgiving. Hers was on the Sunday after Thanksgiving, the 29th. She turned 90. 90. Yeah. 90 years old. So we were we all planned to go out there to have a big party, but obviously... We decided against yeah, it. With yeah, yeah. her being 90. Her just, being 90. Even um, with all our family, just the family, it still was going to be like 20 people. And just, we really hemmed and hawed, but it just, just The heart wanted to. The yeah. head said, you know what? We can go see her in a couple. She's in good health. Yeah, she's doing great. We also, we all zoomed in to her. Uh, yeah, she's doing she great. She did a shot with this. She did yeah. a half a shot of tequila at 90. Yeah. <laughs> I love her. And she didn't skip a beat. No. She, that, that went down really easy no. for her. I have a feeling after we hung up, she did more. <laughs> it's a real possibility. Yes. All right. Well, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Um, do you think it's time for the Chicago Bears to completely clean house and start a complete rebuild? Well, I mean, they're, they're going to, if the Bears are going to come back, uh, or when they do, hopefully... For Bears fans, it's not going to be with a quarterback on their roster. It's not going to be with Mitch. It's not going to be with Nick Foles. Uh, I, I think Matt Nagy has dug a hole that may be too deep in our world now of quicker changes. You know, he came right out of the gate, was the coach of the year when he first came over from Kansas City to, to Chicago. And it's just been basically awful ever since. You got some high price tags out there, obviously, with Khalil Mack. Uh, but yeah, I, I, think, I think you're probably going to see it. And I think you're going to see it on a few teams. We've already seen it on some teams. You're going to see it on a few more teams. And I think the Bears are going to be one of those teams. They're going to be back in the search, which is, again, you know, you're just going to shake your head because, you know, Deshaun Watson is thriving and Pat Mahomes is thriving and he was, and Mitch Mindset was taken. It, it always is. It I mean, is. you thought it was the right guy at that time. Right. I still think uh, a lot of people were more shocked about Deshaun Watson because people – even still weren't that sure about Patrick right. Mahomes. They were right. just like, wow, Andy Reid made a move to get him. Right. Um, but obviously it paid off pretty darn well. So, yeah, I think before they get back to – if they can get back to the top again, it's going to be with a whole new regime. It, it's just more proof that the old adage, if you don't have a quarterback – like, your team can be... Like, I think the Bears are a pretty solid team. Pretty you solid know, they team. they have a few holes, but overall, they're a pretty solid team. And you just... If you don't have a quarterback... You, you, just, you need a quarterback that can take you a little further. Either one that's not going to turn the ball over on you or that's going to take you a little bit further. Because you saw a guy like Ryan Tannehill. He wasn't a passing genius out there. Right. But he was enough to get them pretty far last year. Same with Jimmy Garoppolo. You wouldn't say, oh, my God, one of the great throwing quarterbacks in the league, but they had a great defense, a great running game. A lot of it depends on what else you have. They just can't make those mistakes that cost no, you. It's exactly and that's right. what Mitch tends to do yep. over and over is yep. in key situations. So, um, Another question. Can the Steelers go undefeated? Yeah, they can. This would have been the interesting trip-up game, having their game moved to Wednesday. I agree. Um, you know, having to be supposed to, it was supposed to be on Thanksgiving night. Then got moved a couple of more times till we got some Wednesday afternoon football, which was pretty cool. And can I just quickly say, for those out there, and I saw tweets even from you know, you know, analysts and stuff saying, "Well, the Steelers can't play like this and compete with Kansas City." Well, no kidding. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you're going to look at that one game that was delayed two or three times, played on a Wednesday afternoon, so out of sync of what players are used to, you knew they were going to win the game because Baltimore was so undermanned. You had so many drop passes. It was a bit of a sloppy field. And that's what you're going to do? You're going to say they need to play better? No shit. I mean, seriously. 
when Kansas City lost to Vegas, did we all say, whoa, Van, Kansas City going to have to play a whole lot better if they want to contend with the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers. No, it's interesting, the perspective. They'll just dismiss that. That was a one-off. Like, I mean, yeah. come on. Pittsburgh is so much better than that game. And when you play 16 games, A, it's very hard to go undefeated. And when you lose a couple of games, you just you just screw up in some games. It happens. I, I, I could not believe what I was reading. Oh, this Pittsburgh team. I mean, seriously. They, they are a good to great team with an excellent defense, a hell of a quarterback, and receivers to throw the ball to. Yes, they will compete with Kansas City. Anybody who's basing what they're going to do against Kansas City off a game delayed three times and played on a Wednesday afternoon, I got nothing for you. I, I, I don't even know where to go except to say I couldn't disagree with you more. You're welcome to your opinion, but I completely disagree. Is it really an opinion either? Like, I, oh, no kidding. They're I mean, have to play better. I, like, I just, it just, it stunned me. But I mean, I'm reading this by like football people right. going, wait a minute. You've all been out there. If you're out of sync, you play a bad game, you know you're better than that bad game. I mean, come on. And do I mean, we care if they play Kansas City and they beat him by one point and they play no. badly? No. Last I checked, all six of Tom Brady's Super Bowl rings were undefeated seasons. Right. At some point, they lost during the year. You, you have a bad game. Pittsburgh had a bad game here and still won because Baltimore was so depleted. Right. But, I mean, geez, come on, people. <laughs> um, going to the college, is 2020 a fluke or are teams like Indiana football good and Michigan not so good? You know, I, I just think at, at times teams are going to get better. Teams like Indiana, you saw Northwestern, they were playing well, but then they just got popped by a Michigan State. I'll get into that a little later. I, like anything else, and, and it sounds like a cop-out answer, I could be a little bit of both. Now, Michigan, I, I've questioned them for a while, and Michigan fans hate me for it because I'm a domer. And I'll say this one more time. When I was a senior in high school and I was getting recru- recruited by a lot of people, I was basically not liked in Ohio because I, Ohio State was recruiting me and I didn't want to go to Ohio State. My brother Bob had gone, was, uh, had gone to Notre Dame. My brother Greg was there. I loved Notre Dame. I wanted to go to Notre Dame. If I didn't go to Notre Dame, I had a trip to Michigan. I, I, I would have gone to Michigan. I would have played at Michigan. Your son Mike is sick. I mean, yeah, because right Mike can't. How Mike feels about Michigan being Notre Dame and Michigan, I kind of feel about USC. I, I, I have no issue with Michigan. I know Mike does. I know yeah, a lot. I don't. Michigan. That was that was my. If I didn't go to Notre Dame, I would have gone to Michigan. So. I've been saying this for years about Michigan, is how long are the boosters going to accept losing to Ohio State? You know, not being in the running for a Big Ten championship and then certainly not being in the running for the college football Final Four. Uh, so I, I, I'm somewhat surprised. The biggest surprise, and I said this, I did their Penn State-Michigan game, is my surprise is the lack of high-quality quarterback recruited in that stays and plays consistently for a couple of years. The one he had played for a couple of years, Shea Patterson, was a transfer. He brought in a guy in Dylan McCaffrey who ends up not, not being there right. now. Now they got this guy, Cade McNamara, who was a four-star out of Nevada. He had a tough game against Penn State, got nicked in that one as well. But that's been the most surprising thing. A quarterback who is known for coaching quarterbacks can't get a consistently high-rated 
you know, you, they should be coming in one after another. Right. You know, right. they're like you, Alabama. You, you would think Alabama, like, yeah, Clemson. Clemson. I mean, yeah. think of the quarterbacks right. that they've had. Right. It's just not happening in Michigan. And I said why, and some people buy it, some people don't. It's it's fine either way. You know, eighteen-year-old five-star and four-star recruits want to go play, want to go whip the ball around. They love to win in college, and then they want to go to the NFL. Right. And you know, it's just it's unfortunately not happening at Michigan. Right. You know, they're not getting the high-quality quarterback that ends up in the NFL. And I'll say that about Notre Dame, my school as well. Right. They're not getting the, the quarterbacks coming out and playing in the NFL either. Right. They just happen to be better around it. Right. A defense, a running game, receivers. And, and, and quarterbacks that are good enough to throw the ball right. around. Like right. Ian Book is doing a, a great – he's not the, the greatest college quarterback – but, man, when he's on, he is on. He right. is hitting guys, receivers down the field. He runs extremely well, and he's a phenomenal leader and finds a way to win. Right. Michigan just hasn't been able to find that guy. And so I'll, I'll repeat what I said on the broadcast. Jim Harbaugh is coming up to the last year of his contract. You don't go into the last year of contract and coach in the last year of contract at a school like Michigan. Right. You can't do it for recruiting reasons. So... If he's going to stay for the last year, he's going to have to be extended. So that'll show recruits, yeah, this right. guy is going to be right. here. Or he leaves for the NFL, and NFL teams will want him. They will. So they will They will want him, and there's going to be more than a few openings. So if he's going to go to the NFL, I have a feeling it might be after this year. If a, a team like the Jets, right. that's the one that comes up all the time, um, he, he, may, he may make his jump back to the NFL. Well, that kind of goes in line with another thing I was thinking about in – Looking at this year and assessing teams and assessing coaches, it's a hard year to do that. And especially at the college level where, you know, programs are hemorrhaging money. Um, I would think that it would internally have to be really bad to get rid of a coach this year, don't you think? It would have to be because in that same game we talked about, um, Michigan-Penn State, we talked about James Franklin, mm-hmm. who it's a $30 million buyout. Right. Are you, you incurring that? Not this year. I mean, no. I, I don't think you are. No. I mean, rightfully so. Or I should say about the money, I'll say. You know, Dabo Swinney had a big problem with they had to spend $300,000 to travel to Florida State right. just not to play. I don't agree a whole lot with Dabo coming out and saying what he said right. publicly the way he said it. It may have felt that way, but publicly saying it, I wasn't a fan of. But you did spend a lot of money. Well, the you know? thing about, and this, think this, about it from other sports. Like, think of what that funds at a school just flying a without football a doubt. team. Like, without a doubt. I mean, and this year, more than ever, you have to look at yep. those numbers. Taking money out, out of the coffer. So, yeah, I, I think it's going to be tougher. Though some are doing it. Vanderbilt fires Derek Mason. Right. You know, I don't know what was left on that deal or, right. or any of that situation. But right. I know Franklin's the big buyout, so I don't think that's going to happen. So, yeah, I think I think teams will or schools will think long and hard about doing that this year when they have so much money to actually make up for. Now, somebody else asked about putting an asterisk next to teams that win this year or, like, will it be lesser of accomplishment? You and I had this conversation yesterday. We said it will be the year Notre Dame wins the national championship. And everybody says, oh, Uh, but it was the year of COVID and it was all screwed up and that's why they won. Oh, the Lakers, you know, won it or the Dodgers won it, it, you know. Man, let me tell you. You want it, you want it. Don't you think in some respects it's, it's almost harder. harder this year? It's harder because you're so out of your element of what you're normally doing, especially in the, the basketball when they went to a bubble. Right. I mean, you are so out of sync. Now, I've always said, and I think people are this way too, but we're just talking about from the athlete side, you're, 
you're able to adapt to a situation over time. And they right. were in bubble for, for a time. So you got used to a new schedule because you were. That's why I was so, it was so wild about the Pittsburgh-Baltimore uh, game. That wasn't a long time to get ready to do a new schedule. That was, you're getting ready to play. Boom, you're not playing. You're getting ready to play. Boom, you're not playing. Your game gets moved again. Right. That's tough. Look at colleges. You know, I'm doing the, uh, the uh, Iowa State-West Virginia game this coming weekend. You get a school like West Virginia that misses a couple of weeks in a row, but you think you're playing. Right. So you practice like you're playing, then you're not playing. Then you got to practice like you're playing, and then you're not playing. Where you'd love to be able to say, if I'm not playing, I'd love to get some young guys some practice, but you can't take the chance because you might have the game. Right. So it's really been weird. So I'm not the, – the, this. let me put it this way. This year will have an asterisk on it, well, okay? Because yeah, this year yeah. sucks. It 2020 did. asterisk. Sucks. Le- yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just leave it at that. I'm not doing it in the sports. Right. The players are still practicing. The players are still playing. Now, is it different competitive-wise because of COVID and some teams having to miss or some teams not having the players? It absolutely sure. is. I get it. But as a player, if I was a player on the field and I won my respective championship, I'd be like, Cool. You this still year, put the work in. This you year blows. Yeah. I put the I put the work in. I'm still taking it. I'm I'm excited about it. I agree. Yeah, without a doubt. All That's right. it. You got no more. I'm gonna leave you. I know you have things you want to talk about. So oh, I just talked about a lot of them. Gosh, uh, I know you I have, have to, to talk, talk about, about Bruce Arians, though. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I have to talk so. about that a little bit. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. If you hear bells in the background, she has bells on her shoes. She has seasonal shoes that she works out in. And these shoes are green like a Christmas tree, and they have bells on them. So everybody, and I mean everybody working out, hears her bells ringing all the time and knows exactly where she is. All right, uh, just a a few other things. I'm not going to be overly long today. Look, you see NBA free agency has started. Boy, oh boy, what moves already with trades that are going on. How about the trade of... Westbrook going to Washington and Wall coming to Houston. Pretty wild. I mean, just a couple of point guards switching spots. Westbrook, I think, didn't really like the way the play was going in Houston. We know what he was like at Oklahoma City. Now he's going to have Bradley Beal in uh, in, in Washington uh, to have as that at, that second guy, that, that shooting guard. Uh, and then the interesting part to me is Wall going to Houston. How is that? Well, how will that work? You know, with James Harden, if James Harden is there. So that that part is interesting to me to the point of, because someone asked a question that we didn't get to that said, what NBA team are you most excited to see this year? And in all honesty, I guess even if this move doesn't happen, I would still say it, but I'm looking at the Nets, the New Jersey Nets. You know, with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, we, we got nothing. We have no clue how that's going to work, but we know they're two just star stud players that are playing right now, when Durant was before his injuries, I mean, he was playing at the, the best player. He was the best player in the league. Uh, so he and Kyrie together, and you still wonder, is Harden going to make it there? Harden said he wanted out of Houston. He turned down, what, a two-year, $102 million deal. The, the, the NBA money is play money. It, 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 it's, it's almost laughable to say. But he turned down $51 million a year at this point to stay in Houston, he talked, said, I want to go to the Nets. Could you imagine the Nets with Kyrie, with Harden, and with Durant? Man, they, they immediately, um, immediately become the team to beat 
uh, in the East. They may already be that with Durant and Kyrie Irving, but they immediately become that too. You throw Harden into the mix, and you're not even sure how the mix will work. Some mixes work, some don't. You just don't know. But that's the team I'm interested in seeing. You saw that LeBron James signed a a two-year extension. What's interesting here is two-year extension for $85 million, so a nice $42.5 a year. They said after this deal, I believe it was after this deal, his extension, at the end of it, his contract money is in the $450 million range of actual contract money he made while playing his 20-some years in the NBA, which is, which is absolutely incredible. But what's interesting with that, if, if, if you read some about it, one of the things he has talked about is playing with his son, Bronny, who is, uh, just finished his freshman year in high school, So, which would be unbelievable. We, obviously, we've seen it in baseball. You saw it with uh, you know, Ken Griffey and Ken Griffey Jr. And we were trying to look at other sports. I don't think it's happened in football where a father and a son uh, are playing in the league together. But what I think, you look at LeBron, you know LeBron always has a plan. So a plan for LeBron is going to be when this deal runs out in 23, that's when Bronny finishes high school. Now, by then, we all think that the one-and-done rule is going to be changed again. And if you're a high school senior, you're going to be able to uh, be drafted right you know, out of high school after your senior year. So... The thought is that Bronny would be a senior, Bronny would get drafted in that draft, and LeBron would be a free agent. And wherever uh, Bronny got drafted, LeBron would sign on as a free agent and play with his son. Which, listen, people feel about LeBron one way or another, whether off the court, whether on the court, where he stands, how he plays, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I think he's one of the one of the greatest, if not the greatest, player that that's ever played. The most most athletic of what he does for his size. It's incredible what he does. But this, listen, and for those that are saying he'll never reach Jordan, that that's fine because Jordan was was incredible. Uh, and I don't know if, if LeBron will. Who knows? But this is cool. If if you are in a position where you could still be a good enough to be playing in the league, which he should, barring any any major injury. To be able to be there long enough to play with your son is is just unbelievable. He would be, I think, about 39 or 40 years old, right in that area there. Uh, and his son would be 18. It would, it, to me, that would be one of the coolest things you could see. So uh, here's, I, I, I hope it happens. I absolutely hope uh, that it can happen. We will see. All right, on to, uh, to college football. I, I get asked more and more in different interviews that I do, people saying, Man, do you think college football should be going on? Do you really think it should be happening right now? And I guess, and my response has been, listen, it's already gone now into December. We've had over 100 postponements or cancellations, but we've had way more games being played. At this point, man, I just think it's they continue to cross their fingers and wing in prayer. It's a wing and a prayer. They just say, we're this far in, we're going to finish. You have two more weeks and then you have, you know, the championship games. You have a weekend coming up next weekend, and then basically December 19th is your conference championship games. And then you hold your breath after December 20th with the four teams that the selection committee makes that COVID doesn't hit them and they're able to play their games. And we've already had, I think, 10 bowl games that were canceled. There's part of me that even wonders why they're having bowl games. 
Now, again, coaches like that because they get the extra practices, but those may be, you know, cut short or put to the side. If you have, if you have some COVID cases, you may just think it's not even worth it to be out there practicing. So that part has been interesting to me. But they are going to push through, and the second rankings have come out. And basically, the top seven have not changed. In order, Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State, Texas A&M, Florida, and Cincinnati. Eight last week was Northwestern, and they lost to uh, Michigan State. So they had a big, big drop. They dropped six spots. Um, so the top seven are still the same. We know teams can possibly knock other teams out or really muddy the waters and maybe have two from a conference. So let me explain. Texas A&M, basically, if you talk about teams, if they keep winning, Texas A&M basically is going to sit and watch from the, from the title game, SEC title game, because they lost to Florida. They won't be in it. It'll probably be uh, Alabama. I'm sorry, they lost to Alabama. They beat Florida. But they'll be sitting because Alabama will be in the SEC title game and they'll play Florida. And then it looks like Notre Dame will be in the title game against Clemson. Ohio State's sitting there at number four with just four games and still not sure where they are as far as playing or not. But we know the committee likes them. That is going to get to be really interesting, A, if they play uh, you know, a smaller amount of games, which they're already going to, and B, if they don't even get to the six games that would qualify them for the Big Ten Championship. Now, again, they can still be in this college football playoff. The playoff committee doesn't care if they played in the – I'm sure they would care. But that doesn't affect their standing as far as still being voted into the top four, whether you agree with that or not. Anybody outside the top four right now, without question, are Alabama fans and Notre Dame fans. And I'm, I'm, for those that don't know why, I'll tell you, is if Alabama and Florida play in the SEC championship game – and Alabama beats Florida, Florida has two losses, they're going to drop out. If Notre Dame beats Clemson in the ACC title game, that would give Clemson their second loss, they would drop out as well. The bad part about that not happening is, if Florida were to beat Alabama and it was a close game, there is a chance Florida and Alabama both could make the playoffs. Same with Notre Dame and Clemson. If Clemson beats Notre Dame and it's a close, good game, both could be in the playoffs. You could literally see, if that happened in both those championship games, you could literally see those four teams in and a team like Ohio State, if they only had five games or something like that, being kicked out of that thing. So there are plenty of Alabama and Notre Dame fans going into that that championship weekend. And the, the team I still want to see if they can get in there would be Cincinnati. They would need Florida to have two losses. They would need Clemson to have two losses. And then they would need to be picked over uh, Texas A&M team, which is ahead of them, and an Ohio State team, uh, which or, or one of those. Because then, like I said, if Alabama wins and Notre Dame wins, that's two teams. You could even keep Ohio State in there if you wanted to, if they were undefeated. And then who would be that fourth team? You would need Cincinnati would have to be able to jump Texas A&M to be able to get to that four, four slot if things stayed how they are right now. Iowa State's making a bit of a run in the Big 12, but they have two losses overall. So even if they win the Big 12, whoever they were 12 play in the championship game, if it would be Oklahoma State or not, um, they still have two losses. Everybody in the Big 12 has at least two losses overall. So I think it's going to be tough for them. So we keep our eye on that. We keep our fingers crossed. 
you know, that we get games and then, you know, we see, we see where it all ends up. As far I want to finish up on the NFL, as far as where, where that's going, you know, we just had the Thanksgiving game, uh, day, games, which I love. We didn't get that third one, uh, which was Baltimore, obviously, in Pittsburgh. They played the following Wednesday. We just saw that was, that was crazy. Um, but, you know, here we go. And, and the big thing, you know, I'm not going to get so much in, into games. I think I, I, I gave my spiel about Pittsburgh and those that are saying, man, they're going to have to play a lot better to beat Kansas City. I mean, so I already went through that. that I, I couldn't believe what I was reading. Pittsburgh is good enough to compete with Kansas City. Let me just say that. It's my opinion. I will stick with it. Pittsburgh is a hell of a team with a hell of a defense and enough talent on offense. They, without question, can, can compete with Kansas City, in my opinion. After that, we'll have to wait and see. Other interesting talk to me has been the Bruce Arians, Tom Brady discussion in Tampa Bay. This, this, and normally it's not just one thing. And for, for, I see so many people, even on, you know, you know, the networks again, analysts and such, putting the blame on Bruce Arians, saying he's not running the right offense. There's not enough play action. There's not enough motion. There's not enough this. There's not enough that. I, I'm, I'm somewhat amazed, and and like everything else, as I've talked about, a lot of it comes back to it's a combination of things, and I think it's the same thing here. Is it the same offense Tom ran in New England? No, it's not. Uh, is Tom a good enough, a great enough quarterback to be able to, you know, do other things well? You would hope so. Right. If you're going to be considered the greatest of all time, the thought process is you could do other things. But let's also throw in there the dude's 43 years old. I, 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 he has been playing great. He's going to go down as easily the most accomplished quarterback of all time. A lot will say the greatest quarterback of all time. He is there. Okay, but he is 43. He's doing things other older quarterbacks have never done. At some point, it's just not going to be done as well. It's just not. He's also playing in a different offense, and I'll get into more even about that. But the amount of blame going to Bruce Arians like it's some kind of an ego thing. I mean, oh my God, people. Bruce Arians has coached some of the great quarterbacks of all time. He knows what he's doing. And by the way, everybody has an ego. And I heard a guy that I really respect and I heard talking about this when we started hearing about the play action and about the motion and this and was Jeff Saturday. A guy who played center in the league, centered for, you know, the great center for, uh, you know, uh, Peyton Manning for all those years, made a ton of Pro Bowls, did Saturday. And, and, and I really liked what he said. He said, wait a minute. He said, already the line is struggling on blocking. The line is struggling. You want to add motion in there all of a sudden. He said, that's going to add more confusion, more confusion to the line on who you're going to block. And you want to talk about play action. They don't run enough play action. They don't run the ball well enough. People, do you understand? Play action rarely works if you don't either, A, run it a lot. Because, you know, there's the thought process. Even if you're not making a lot of yards, if you're running the ball and have the threat of the run, play action can work. They're not running the ball a lot. And they're not, they're running it for shit. They're about the lowest, one of the lowest in the league in yards per game. You go back to when Tom was in New England, even his last year in New England, they were averaging over 10 yards a carry uh, um, 
or 10, uh, yeah, 10 more yards. I think a game it was per game over 100 where Tampa's under, under 100. And they were running the ball more every game. They were having more attempts in New England running the ball. So play action can work. You can't just say run more play action if you're not running the ball a lot or if you're not running well. I mean, it blows my mind to sit there and say, run more play action. Well, great. You run the ball 18, 20 times. You don't run it for shit. Yeah, play action is going to work really well. It's not. So I, I, I'm amazed that Bruce Arians all of a sudden doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, it's a combination. What they're doing isn't working well. And let's be honest, Tom is not making some throws. It's, it's, it, but I, I'm not sitting here throwing darts at one side or the other. I'm saying this is kind of how it's going to work. Tom is not unfortunately going to get better in, in, the, ne- in the rest of this year or next year. Now, if the offense shifts a little, we'll see. But will Tom start throwing better? And, and, and you know, we haven't even talked about? There was no offseason. How long has Tom and Josh McDaniels been together? How long has that been a well-oiled machine? And Tom is a great quarterback and, and can adapt to things, but others also have to adapt to him. Line, running backs, receivers, coaches, Byron Leftwich, the old coordinator. They have to all mesh. They had no offseason. None. So I am really not sure what people expected out of this. Uh, and, and Tampa is still a team that's going to make the playoffs. And can they make some noise in the playoffs? Absolutely they can make some noise in the playoffs, without question. But all the, 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 the vitriol going to Bruce Arians that all of a sudden he doesn't know how to coach a great quarterback or forgot how to coach blows my mind. This is on everybody there. This isn't just on Bruce. It's certainly not on Tom or just on Tom or Byron Leffert. There's a lot of circumstances involved. But So I, I've just been amazed at some of the things I have heard. And you may disagree with me, and that's fine. I'm just telling you what I think and certainly what I hear from certain people as well. So um, as I said, they're, they're, going to be, they're going to be in the playoffs. I, I don't think there's really any doubt about that um, unless they just completely fall off the face of the earth, sitting right now, you know, with uh, uh, sitting well behind New Orleans. New Orleans is going to win that division. I think we all thought that all along. But remember, we're getting the extra team in the playoffs. Tampa Bay is going to be there. And let's see what they can do. And let's see what they can figure out the rest of the way. Because that's one other thing you have is an incredible quarterback, an incredible coach, guys that have done it a long time to try and figure out what an answer may be. So we will wait and see it. I'm sure it'll be a combination of things. But one thing they can never get back is the fact that they got no offseason together to work on anything. And that can play a big part in it. Okay, that's going to do it for my Flying Solo podcast. We'll, we'll do this again next week. We'll get more of your questions. So some food questions there, some gift questions as we're getting closer and closer to Christmas. I used to be a great shopper for people, without question. Now, with being online as much now, I would go to the stores and I would, I loved shopping at the stores. And that's obviously not happening a whole lot right now, but we can get into gifts uh, as well. We'll certainly have some fun. Uh, enjoy your week. Enjoy your weekend. Um, we'll keep our fingers crossed. We get all our sports in and do whatever you got to do to help make yourself smile. As long as nobody's hurting anybody else, let's all love one another and, and uh, continue to con- try and get through this thing. Y'all take care.